transitions can be hard. One moment we think we have it all figured out and suddenly we are faced with the unexpected. Hi, I'm your host, Sarai Montoya. I believe that everyone has a special mission in this world and through this means, I want to be a light in your path if you are ready to get inspired. Come join me on the Sarai Montoya podcast. Together, we will learn to maintain joy while navigating through seasons in life, a joy that is long-lasting and sustainable. I will be releasing episodes with topics to encourage you to continue striving to be the best version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sarai Montoya podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today on a topic that is very dear to my heart. A topic that has truly impacted my life in every way and it's one of the many reasons why this podcast exists. As you know, every year people around the world make New Year's resolutions to reach their goals, improve their health, and better their lives. However, in today's episode, I want to focus on not only creating New Year's resolutions, but inspire you to focus on building better habits. I will share some of my personal experiences on habit formation and some strategies to help measure your progress as you become the person God has called you to be. According to a study, people who make New Year's resolutions By the end of the year, only 9% feel they are successful in keeping them. In another study, participants who failed their New Year's resolutions said they had unrealistic goals. Others said they didn't keep track of their progress. And others said they forgot about their resolutions. In contrast, habits are automatic routines that already make up 40% of your daily activity without you even thinking about it. For example, putting your shoes on before you go out the door, locking the door before you leave your house, locking your car after you park, putting your toothbrush in the same spot after you finish. For the majority of us, those actions are on autopilot. However, in order to build new habits, consistency is needed. New habits won't form from one day to the next. Research shows that it takes 21 consecutive days to form a new habit and about 90 consecutive days, about three months, to turn that new habit into a lifestyle. So when we think about setting new lifestyle goals for a new year or for a new season in life, we are aiming to put certain behaviors on autopilot, where you don't rely on someone else to remind you or to motivate you. That is our goal. It becomes a part of who you are. But the key is that you must have a reason why you are making these lifestyle changes. You have to ask yourself, why do you want to do this? What's your reason behind it? In my case, almost three years ago, when I had my hands full with my two babies, I got to a point in my life where I didn't have much quiet time and I wasn't being consistent with my workouts and I was feeling very drained as a new mom of two babies under two years old. 
After weeks of letting it pass by and just overthinking it and overthinking it, I knew I needed to do something drastic in my life. So I made it a goal to become an early bird and wake up two hours before my babies did. They usually would wake up at seven. So that allowed me to get my personal devotional time and exercise in. Remember that in order to start a new habit, you need a major why. Well, that was my why. I needed time for myself because I was nursing every two hours during the day and doing all the mommy and house duties that go with that. I was also working from home overseeing our Christian Brigade staff and our programs abroad. It was a very exhausting period of giving, giving, and giving until one day I decided that enough was enough. I realized that I needed to care for myself before others and have some time alone. For me, it worked best to do it two hours before my family woke up. Perhaps for you, it may look different. There's no right or wrong way, but the key is that you have a major reason why you want to do it. Once you decide what habits you want to incorporate in your life and why, then you're pretty much ready to go. You'll be determined like I was. I did a lot of research and studied several books on habit formation and time management prior to starting. I also looked at different morning routines online and just ideas to get inspired of what would work for me. And I did realize that there is no right or wrong way to do things. You just have to do what works best for you and your current season. So. I want to share a bit of that information with you today in the hopes of encouraging you to build new habits in this new season of your life or this new year versus just creating generic goals and resolutions. So here we go. The process of building a habit can be divided into four simple steps. Cue, craving, response, and reward. This is known as the habit loop. These four stages are continually scanning the environment, predicting what will happen next, trying out different responses, and learning from the results. The first step is the cue. The cue triggers your brain to initiate a behavior. It is a bit of information that predicts a reward. The cue is the first indication that we're very close to a reward and naturally leads to a craving. For me, my cue to become an early bird was hearing my alarm at 5 a.m. and seeing my workout clothes ready for me to change. I would set up my devotional items and gym clothes the night before so that when I woke up at 5 a.m. each morning, I didn't have to think about it. I did it for 21 days, then 90 days until it became a lifestyle. However, those items were my cues that the reward was on its way, that me time was coming, and soon I'd be getting all the spiritual benefits that come from reading and doing morning devotionals, and also from exercising, like a better mood, better numbers on the scale, more energy to give to my kids, and better sleep at night. I know it sounds like a lot of thinking, but over time, all those rewards, they become automatic. You don't think much about it and you see it as one big reward. The second step of the habit loop is craving. Craving is the motivational force behind every habit. Without some level of motivation or desire, without craving change, we have no reason to act. What you crave is not the habit itself, but the change and state it delivers. So in my situation, 
After so much giving and being pulled left and right, I craved the peace of God that comes from having a prayer life. I craved His voice. I craved to feel His presence. And then I also looked forward to the energy levels and good mood I would gain from exercising. I was constantly reminded that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I wanted to be a loving mom to my kids. I also wanted to be a good wife to my supportive husband and be a good leader to my team members in my job and in other ministries that I lead. I wanted to be present. I wanted to be energized and I wanted to be in good spirits. I knew that in order to give to others, to give the best of me to them, I had to first take care of myself. My husband supported me on this 100% as he noticed what a difference it made in my life. He would know if I skipped doing my morning devotional a certain morning. (laughs) The third step of the habit loop is response. The response is the actual habit you perform, which can take the form of a thought or an action. Whether a response occurs depends on how motivated you are and how much friction is associated with the behavior. If a particular action requires more physical or mental effort than you are willing to expend, then you probably won't do it. So if we go back to my example of becoming an early bird, some of the things I had to do to eliminate friction was putting my cell phone far away from my bed in a place where I would have to physically stand up and walk over to turn my alarm off. So snoozing was not an option. I have a friend who loves to snooze. She has five extra alarms on her phone just in case she turns the first alarm off. I'm not going to say her name on here, but I know she's currently working on improving that habit. Anyway, I would also set out my workout clothes the night before, so those two things really made me get up. Getting up and walking to the restroom to turn off my alarm really made me wake up. My morning routine looks something like this, just to give you a bit of an idea. Alarm goes on, walk over to the restroom to turn it off, wash my face to help wake me up even more, put on my gym clothes, make some hot tea, have a light snack, and take my vitamins while water was heating. Then when it was ready, I turn on a candle and start my devotional in a specific area that I wanted. And after an hour of reading, praying, and devotional time, I'd step outside for a morning run. I was already dressed, so there was no temptation to get back into bed. There was a few cold mornings where I did stay in my PJs and wrapped myself in a blanket because it was so cold. And after my devotional time, instead of going out on a run, I peeked into my husband and kids when they were asleep. They looked so warm and cozy and I would end up going back to sleep with them and not do my run. So I realized that putting my gym clothes on was a must in my routine to make sure that I got my workout done before my family was up. The fourth and last step of this habit loop is reward. The response delivers a reward. Rewards are the end goal of every habit. We chase rewards because they serve two purposes. One, they satisfy us. And two, they teach us. For me, my reward was not only having quiet time, but it was a time where I read and studied scripture and read other books too that 
made me more knowledgeable on certain topics I was interested in. So personal and spiritual development was my reward. The satisfying part of that reward was that it was quiet and peaceful. If you think about it, these four stages of the habit loop, cue, craving, response, and reward, they really influence nearly everything we do each day. So as a recap, there are four laws of behavioral change that can be applied into the habit loop. Number one, you need to make the cue obvious. Number two, you need to make it attractive enough to crave it. Number three, you need to make it easy. Number four, you need to make the reward satisfying. So as you start thinking about creating new habits, remember to make sure that the habit cue is obvious. The craving is attractive, the response is easy, and the reward is satisfying. If you're thinking about creating new habits in this next year or next season in life, here are seven habits that successful people have in common. Number one, they wake up early. Number two, they read a lot. Number three, they reflect or journal at least 15 to 30 minutes daily. Number four, they make exercise and focus meditation a priority. Number five, they keep the early mornings for their toughest projects. Number six, they stay organized and plan their day the night before. Number seven, they keep their goals and priorities always in front of them. I know all this may sound very inspiring as perhaps you're already thinking about what adjustments you'll be making in your life, but let's see what the Bible has to tell us about planning for the future and maintaining good habits. Proverbs 22 tell us that a man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. The reason why I share the scripture is because even though you may be motivated to make some changes in your life to ultimately make you feel better physically, emotionally, or spiritually, there will be times when unforeseen challenges come your way and you may get discouraged to continue on with your habit formation. Scripture tells us that a man plans, so yes, you have to plan, but God will be the one who will ultimately direct your steps. After March 2020, when COVID hit, I think most of us can relate to this scripture. Many of us had a full calendar filled out and had to cancel it all. So with this in mind, I want you to understand the importance of being flexible. Scripture tells us to plan, but ultimately our future is in God's hands. Flexibility is the name of the game. Yes, it's good to plan and list out all your new goals and habits you will work on, but don't stress so much about it. Be flexible because perhaps there will be a time where you have rough nights. Or if you're a parent, perhaps one of your kids needs you at night and you'll have to stay up with them. And that means that the next morning you may have to cancel your me time. So Remember to listen to your body and keep a balance, but overall, be flexible. When I was first starting, I faced many challenges, but I would still get up at 5 a.m. because I was determined. But there came a day when I forced my body too much. I didn't listen to it, and things didn't go well for me. I will probably share this story in the future, but it was a scary one for me. So know your limits. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. The only person you should compare yourself to is the person you were yesterday. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. When you feel that you don't have power to keep up with your habit formation journey, remember that God has given you power. So be sure to repeat in your mind and say, God has given me power. I got this and just do it. Galatians 6 9 also says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. In other words, you will reap the rewards of your habits if you keep up with them. So don't give up and be consistent. I used to repeat these scriptures in difficult moments, especially when I was running uphill on a bridge near to where we live. Running uphill is much harder than downhill or on a flat street. So there I was pushing myself saying, power, power, power. And it worked. I was able to get to the top, jogging, running. So if you're struggling emotionally and can't get out of bed, say, God has given me power. Power in the name of Jesus, I will get up and I will do what he has created me to be. Remember that you have a mission in life. You were made with a purpose by God. He knew you before you were born and he wants to use you. So yes, power through your pain, power through your illness, power through your suffering and say it when you can't get up, when you can't keep going, when you feel down, remember to not give up and be consistent. The other keyword on here that I used a lot when I first started my journey was self-control. I'm a big sweet tooth kind of person. My husband is the salty one. When I was first building my stomach self-control or my eyes self-control, I was in a season of trying to lose all the baby weight. I was determined and I would say, God has given me self-control, 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 I got this. And I wouldn't eat it. It really helped and I know it can help you too. I even tracked no sweet days to see how often I stayed away from sweets. I'm not saying you shouldn't have sweets because they're really good, but that was just me trying to meet my weight goal during that time. Wherever you are in your wellness journey, as you get ready for New Year's or for a new season in your life, don't just create New Year's resolutions. Don't just create goals. Instead, identify what new habits you would like to develop that will help you reach those goals. I'm going to give you three different examples of how to change the phrasing on on resolutions into habits. A common one that many have is save more money. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to save more money, perhaps you want to develop a habit of making your own coffee at home instead of buying Starbucks each morning on your way to work. And that will save you at least $5 a day, which then it's $25 a week, $100 a month, and $1,200 per year. That's just one example to see how small habits can make a major impact in the long run. So remember that small, consistent steps is what it's all about. Another common New Year's resolution is weight loss. If your New Year resolution is to lose weight or to be healthier, instead of writing lose weight as your New Year's resolution, perhaps you can say exercise 30 minutes a day before or after work and be sure to track it. Or you can say drink 64 ounces of water a day and track that. Tracking is a great way to see and measure your progress. It really works and it creates a visual of how you are doing in reality. 
If your goal is to read more, instead of saying, I want to read more, say, I will wake up one hour earlier before work each day to read. Or you can say, I will put away my phone one hour before bedtime and read before you go to sleep. It's important that you have an allocated space of where and when you will read so that you don't have to think about it. And of course, Make sure you have a good book ready to eliminate barriers. I usually have my books on my iPad. It works better for me since I travel often with my kids for work purposes and carrying extra books can make my bag extra bulky. So whatever is best for you, just make it work. <laughs> It's not about being perfect, but about building self-awareness and just doing what works best for you so you can live more intentionally and ultimately become the person God is calling you to be. So this week, I want to challenge you to take a moment to write down what good habits you want to build. I have included a downloadable one-page tracker example so that you may use it as a template of how you can track your habits and what kind of rewards you will gain from them. Before we close, I want to say a prayer for you so that as you go about your week, you can be reminded that you don't have to wait for a new year or for a new season in your life in order to start working on becoming a better version of yourself. Remember that all you need to start is your why. That will be your craving. Then make it easy and make it rewarding. So let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your Holy Spirit that is within us. It's because we love you that we want to take care of our bodies, which is the temple of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in this moment, I pray that you give my listener the determination, the courage, the motivation to meet their lifestyle goals. I pray that in this upcoming year or season in life, they may develop habits that can bring honor and glory to your name, God. Habits that can help them shine around others they are near. In this moment, I also rebuke any habits of negative thinking that may be stopping them from flourishing into the person you have created them to be. Habits of procrastination from doing the task you've called them to do. We know that we can do all things through Christ who straightens us. And we are more than conquerors. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarai Montoya podcast. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit saraimontoya.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at sarai underscore Montoya. And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.